Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and periodically even off-topic episodes, most of which I cover on Open Line Friday. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bornier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 288 for Wednesday, January 26, 2022. We're getting closer and closer to episode number 300. And that for me is an amazing feat. Not only that, I'm looking at the Weather Jazz stats right now from our host. And so far, up to this point, up to this recording, there have been 63,606 downloads in Season 2. And we've had in the last seven days almost 300 unique listeners. Wow, that's great. Which tells me that we're getting new People sampling Weather Jazz all the time. And we certainly hope that if you're one of those new people, that you'll stick around and become one of the regulars that subscribe to this podcast, just in case you're listening to Weather Jazz on your favorite podcast app. And if not, you can always go to weatherjazz.com and listen right from your web browser. And that's where you'll also find all kinds of other information including my contact information, how to get in touch with me. And those of you that do email me or you call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, I personally listen to or read each and every single message that comes in. You'll also see at the very top of the page a supporters tab. And on Fridays, I really enjoy bragging about the people who step alongside me and help me to make this podcast a reality, help me to expand a lot of the features like the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line so that you can contact me. Well, coming up in just a little while, I'll give you some of my thoughts on what I'm thinking of for a series on Science Wednesday. I think you'll like the idea, but I would like to hear from you about that. More on all of that information coming up in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to go to one of my favorite places, and that is Iceland. I came across an interesting story about bread, and not just any kind of bread, and not necessarily just rye bread, and that's exactly what I'll be talking about here, but a rye bread that has a very unusual way of being baked. Now, you're probably very much aware that Iceland is one of those countries where the lithosphere, it's one of the layers of the Earth's crust, is actually missing or there are a lot of cracks in it. And because of that, there's a lot 
of geothermal activity just below the surface of the Earth. And of course, we got to see the evidence of that about a year ago when the Fagradasviak volcano came to life and started and spreading all kinds of lava into a valley, which, by the way, is no longer a valley. It used to be the Valley of Castrated Sheep, believe it or not, and that Icelandic name is Geldingadalur, but it now appears as though that particular episode is done. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Reykjanes Peninsula, where the volcano erupted, won't open up another vent and get another series of lava flows going. But so far, things are pretty quiet. However, during the eruption, there were people, many people, that hiked to look at the eruption. Even local Icelanders who had never seen an eruption before got to go see it because it was very easy to access. Many of whom brought their lunches and would even cook things right on the nearby lava flow. They would literally put pans on the lava that was slowly oozing and cook things. Well, this is along those same lines. In the geothermally active areas of Iceland, you can literally use that heat, which is just below the Earth's surface, to cook things. Now, the first time I ever personally saw that was in 1987. It was my first time visiting Iceland, and we visited a small village southeast of Reykjavik, right along the shoreline, called Quithagurthy. Now, it took me a long time to be able to pronounce that, because for an American, it has a very strange combination of letters, beginning with the letters HV. But in Iceland, I learned many decades later, whenever you have an HV together, the sound that Icelanders say sounds a lot more like the letter Q. So Quithagurthy is the town. When we were there, I remember seeing what looked like a very odd-looking, very large birdhouse in front of somebody's home. But the birdhouse itself had steam coming out of it. And our guide pointed to the birdhouse and he said, watch, the owner came out with some bread, some fresh bread that was ready to bake. And they put the bread in the birdhouse. They opened up the birdhouse. Of course, we thought it was a birdhouse, but it wasn't. It was actually a little shelter that tapped into the steam just below the earth's surface, brought it up into this birdhouse-looking thing, which was actually more like a natural oven. And that's where the bread would bake. It would bake inside of this thing, not inside the person's home, but in this structure, which looked like a large birdhouse with a pipe attached to the ground. Of course, the pipe went into the ground and tapped into the steam that was being produced by the geothermal activity beneath the person's home. Now, that's not something you're going to see anywhere in the USA. We have too thick of a lithosphere, which is the barrier between all of the lava, the molten rock, and the crust of the earth, the upper portion of the earth, in order to do that. 
Well, I came across another article, and I will provide a link on weatherjazz.com, episode number 288, about a place which is maybe 60 miles east of Reykjavik in the interior portion of Iceland called Lake Laguvarten. This geothermally active area has been harnessing the geothermal energy to cook and heat their homes for at least a century. One of the local residents has been using the beach to bake his bread, believe it or not, for decades. The bread's name is Quetabrod, which is a lot like a rye bread. The bread is delicious, but not necessarily unusual, at least for that area. It's a type of rye bread that combines rye flour, all-purpose flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt, as well as cow's milk. But that may sound relatively simple until you get to the technique portion of the bread. Now, what's really important here is baking the bread at the correct temperature. And here's where the technique comes in. You see, the deeper you dig down close to the sands of this lake, the warmer it gets. You're much closer to the geothermally active areas underground. In this case, the aim is to place the pot at a depth of about one foot or 30 centimeters where the bubbling water typically reaches a temperature of about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And at that temperature, the slow cooking process allows the sugar and the rye to combine in just the right way as to enhance the sweetness and the density of the bread. That's what makes it so special. If you'd like to read more about that bread... I will provide a link on episode number 288 at weatherjazz.com. Look for it, and you can read all about the gentleman that made this particular type of rye bread actually quite famous, not only with tourists, but also with his own countrymen. We're going to take a short break right now. When I come back, I'm going to share with you What I have in mind for Science Wednesdays, we're going to do a little bit of a series, and I think you'll enjoy it. Of course, I would like your feedback, and more on that right after this short break. Well, as I promised, I would share with you an interesting idea, and I would like your feedback. You see, a lot of people that enjoy weather jazz look to the skies, look to the atmosphere, but even look beyond the atmosphere. And that's why there was such an interest in astronomy and things of the sky way beyond what is inside of our atmosphere. You see, we have to peer through the atmosphere to look at the heavens, especially the nighttime ones. And that seems to really pique a lot of people's attention. So here's my idea, and this is where you get involved. Again, there are two ways for you to get a hold of me, and that is via email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or the Weatherjazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That number is 234-525-5888. Now, I'll review that information coming up again in just a moment, so it'll give you a chance to grab a scrap of paper And to write it down, of course, you can always go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Contacts tab. All of that information will be available right at your fingertips. Well, here's my idea. 
beginning on the first Wednesday of February, that would be next Wednesday, we'll start looking at various aspects of our local heavenly bodies, those within our own solar system. There's a lot known about each element, like the sun and Mercury and Mars at Earth and Venus and all of the other planets, along with some of the other heavenly bodies within our own solar system. But there's an awful lot of mystery behind each one as well. It will be my attempt to demystify a lot of the mysteries in our very own solar system. I'd like to know what you think. Do you think that this is a series that would capture your interest? Maybe somebody that you know out there would get something or benefit from knowing a little bit more about our very own solar system? Please do drop me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, and give me your thumbs up or thumbs down or maybe another idea. I'm always open to ideas. And don't forget that I also have a telephone line waiting for you and waiting for your telephone call. You can easily reach me on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. And remember that all of that information is always available on weatherjazz.com. Just click on the Contacts tab at the very, very top. I'm also working on some special guests and a lineup that I'm sure that you're going to find absolutely fascinating in the coming weeks and months as we weather winter. Certainly a very deep note of it right now across the eastern United States, as well as going into spring. And that is going to be something we're all looking forward to very much so, especially after having gone through a rather rigorous time here in the last few weeks and perhaps another week or two before we see a significant break. Well, on Friday, Open Line Friday, it'll be the final Open Line Friday broadcast for January. I'm looking forward to it. I hope to see you in a couple of days. In the meantime, stay warm. We'll see you on Friday. Weather and science across the globe.